and thank you for tuning in to Faith Worship Center's weekly sermon. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by this week's message as we all live to bring more of heaven to earth. So I just want to open up in, uh, in prayer first before we start. So, Father, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would just visit us today. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would visit pastor today where he is teaching other brothers and sisters and encouraging them in their faith, Father. So, God, I pray that the words today would bring life to people, Lord, would bring transformation, would bring acceptance, would be, bring love and hope. I just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, um, I'm sure I'm, I'm nervous at first. That uh, yeah, will probably change as time goes on, so as I get a little more comfortable with it. Um, I, I thought originally I was supposed to speak last Sunday, and of course we had the snowstorm. So um, my theme, uh, if you will, um, was kind of ending with Christmas. And so I thought, this is a good time to, to uh, share this because it's on my heart. And um, so I wanted to label the sermon, um, Can I Return My Christmas Gift Now? <laughs> and, um, you know, one of the things that um, a lot of us do is that we get these Christmas gifts, you know, and someone dear to us gives it to us and we grab, we're all excited about it. And then we open it up and we're like, what were they thinking? Like, that's not me. I don't like that. And we can't wait to return that uh, because maybe we see somebody else's and they have something amazing and we want, want that. Or maybe you're at a good old fashioned Yankee swap, right? And uh, I've participated in those when I was younger. And uh, there's a level of excitement to those, right? Uh, because it's kind of like that box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get, you know. And uh, you start seeing them open up. And as they open up, um, there's this one gift that just seems to be going around. And, uh, and you're like, haven't had your turn. And, and uh, you sense like this thing, you don't want it. But it seems like it has a GPS on it, and, and you're its destination, you know. It's like, no, please, no, I don't want that one. And um, and then and likewise, when I was uh, younger, um, I come from a family of six. And for my mom, it was a big deal uh, for Christmas. Uh, she was a uh, single um, only child. Uh, she was sent away to parochial school. So not not the great family upbringing that she probably would have desired, you know. And so Christmas was a big deal to my mom and to her mom. And I remember going over to my grandmother's house and uh, just getting bags of presents. It was one of the most exciting times. So my mom always tried to do the same for us. And um, I know my dad wasn't on board as much, but he's probably like I was. Like, and I, the, those things don't matter as much to me as they do to Leslie, and, uh, which is awesome because um, they need it. And so I remember one time uh, just a feeling I had. Uh, when um, my brother was opening one of his gifts and uh, looking at it going, I was so excited about it. I'm like, that is such a cool gift. And then it was my turn to open up mine. And, um, and I thought, I was dis so disappointed. I'm like, I wanted what he had. And, um, and it is so true to our human being, our human existence, right? is that we don't, many of us, many of us have grown and matured in that, but it's taken me a while to grow and mature in that, is to value the gift you have. Not someone else's. You have a gift for a reason. And it's by design, it's with a purpose. Now, you may not agree with it yet, as many of us, right, in those little little analogies of these gifts. But um, you give God a chance. 
and he'll, he'll start to show you um, how important that gift is. Um, so, you know, th- there are so many different gifts um, that we all have. And I think one of the things that in preparing for this, I, I went for a walk with my son, Philip. He called me up and said, hey, Dad, you want to go for a walk? I said, yeah, it'd be great. He wanted to give his dog a little run, you know. And um, his dog's got lots of energy. Um, and so we went out for a run. And, and while we were out there um, walking and dog running, um, I was just sharing with Philip a little bit about, you know, what I planned on sharing and stuff like that. It was like God, like, put this in my heart to share with him and how, you know, in, in the dog community, if you will, right, um, they're all dogs, but look at the variety of dogs. The purposes of each dog is so unique. I mean, some are, are designed to uh, make sure cattle stay where they're supposed to be. Others are for scents. They got to go get, get that scent, you know, and you don't want to lose that scent because that could be your meal or whatever back, you know, when, when that was important. Um, and then you got these show dogs, right? That they win the awards. They're all, you got to groom them every so it's like, oh my goodness, what a lot of work, but they're beautiful and they're, they have a purpose. Um, and, and then you have the little chihuahuas or whatever that, you know, and you have all these types of dogs and they all have a different purpose. And we, we all enjoy that. We love that. And we don't question it. And they don't seem to question it, but we question it. And it's like the same creator created all those uniqueness in a, in a single type of animal. Then if he did it there, he did it in us, but with even more purpose and more, uh, with more value. Um, so I'm hoping that, um, by the end of, of today is that you'll discover how beautiful you really are and those gifts that are within you. Now, gifts, talents, like to me, they kind of go hand in hand because someone may have a talent to do it. Like all our musicians, you know, I'm always amazed. Like, I couldn't. I remember I tried to surprise my wife with a, um, I wasn't very good at school. So one thing that my folks heard that if you taught them music, they could really get good at school. That was nice. Nice try. <laughs> uh, I was part of the one out. Uh, but um, I'm sorry. So they, um, they signed me up for, is that fine? You guys good? Okay, thank you. Um, they signed me up for uh, trumpet lessons. And um, so I thought I'd surprise my wife with um, a song when we got married. And, um, and I, I practiced. I mean, I practiced for a long time. And uh, I was taking these lessons. And um, it got to the point where I wasn't that good at it. But I felt like God gave me a little bit of a strategy to how get a little bit better because of some deficiencies. And that, in a way, was a gift. Is it was, and because the trumpet has, like, I guess, three octaves, and they're only three little valves, so it's kind of nice. And so, um, so I changed all the notes into one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, so I could read it faster. And so I could actually do something halfway decent. So um, my point is, is that that wasn't my gift. And people have those gifts and, um, and talents, but that talent is given as a gift to God, right? That's why I still consider a musician have the gift of music, Right? Because there's a giver of that gift. Right? In order for me 
to get something, someone has to give it to me, and then I get to enjoy it, right? And so um, that's, um, that's how I see that. So I want to read this. It's connected to uh, 1 Corinthians 1.7. I hope by the end of the message that you will see that God has given you a gift. It is to share, and this is the scripture part, so that the body of Christ is filled, not lacking in any gift, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how important it is, is that the body needs it. Today, it seems to me that the body in New Hampshire needed to hear a certain message because pastor went to another body to give a message, right? So it's important that we all... um, just enjoy these gifts. So let's, uh, I want to start with um, the beginning, right? Uh, the creator, the author. And what does he say? And in Jeremiah um, 1 through 8, I mean, excuse me, Jeremiah eighteen one, God's speaking to the Israelite people. And this is what he says to the Israelites. He says, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there you, I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the potter, uh, he was shaping from the clay, was marred. And in his hand, so that the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as he seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not... Do with you as this potter does, declares the Lord, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand. This here is uh, another verse in Isaiah, speaking of God's people once again. And this is in the New Living Translation, so a little more modern. Um, What sorrows awaits those who argue with their creator? Does clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy are you, uh, can you be? And sometimes we feel that way, uh, especially early on when we're trying to figure out who we are and what we're, what God made us for. And so... Um, so that may seem a little harsh, like, oh, my goodness, like, um, but let me soften it, I guess, if you will, um, with uh, this verse here. So I'll start with this one first in, in Isaiah also, 64, 8. Yet, O Lord, you are the father. You are the clay. I'm sorry. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. And then in Jeremiah 29, 11, in the NIV, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, the plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So those plans, they're, they're worked out through your giftings, right? I mean, he uses things. That's what he does. We're not in heaven yet. We're here and he's going to put us to good use. Um, so in order for, I wanted to continue on that Jeremiah 29, 11, because 29, 12 says something that's important also. And um, so by faith, if I believe that God has a great future for me, that he wants to prosper me, that he's smiling upon me, Right? If I believe that, the next verse says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you and I will seek and you will seek me and you will find me. And when you seek me with all your heart, it's like there has this agreement, right? With that verse, I'm agreeing that you're a good father, that you do want to give me good gifts you are going to prosper me. And as I believe that, I step into 
knowing I'm being heard by God and now directed by God. So, um, all right. So we know that he wants the best for us. Um, so I want to, um, I guess, shift to so-called natural gifts, right? Sometimes in the, um, in the church culture, um, we, we put them in categories. And I think that's just human to do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just that to what we do. Um, so in um, Exodus, th- Exodus 35, I have to go to that one. That was a little, kind of a long one. 35, 30 to 35. Um, let me read this to you. And, um, you know, I'll apologize for the, the language of these guys' words. But it says, Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen uh, Bezalah, son of Uri, the son of Ur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skills, abilities, and knowledge, and in all kinds of crafts to make artistic designs and to work in gold and silver and bronze, to cut set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of artistic craftsmanship. And he has given both him and Oholabob, son of Ahishahah, son of, uh, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others, He has filled them with the skill to do all kinds of work and craftsmanships, designs, embroideries in blue, purple, scarlet yarn, fine linens, weaves, and um, uh, all of them master craftsmen. So it says there that God filled him with the Spirit of God. That same filling of the Spirit of God is the same one that talks about in in acts that the spirit of god filled them so the spirit of god is filling them and he's filling these gentlemen and i'm sure there were others much involved he was filling them for a purpose that purpose at that time was to build the tabernacle Now, we talk about those gentlemen, but you do realize in order to build that tabernacle, there had to be those that were willing. It says in scriptures that they came and they brought their gifts to them. Now, these were physical gifts, but they had to give something and they gave linen, the gold, the silver. They had to get poles, wood, to be made. So somebody had to go and cut down the tree and be willing to bring the wood to build this thing. So it took a variety of people to build the tabernacle of God. And the same goes for us today. It takes the body of Christ to build a place where God is housed. And I'm... I'm going to just put it here right now. And it seems to me that there was an increase with that. When the apostles got together with other um, people, they were all in one accord, it said, right? They're all in like mind. Like mind, they were focused on the same thing. Christ. Trying to figure out God. What happened? What's our purpose, right? And they're all focused on trying to hear from God for that next next stage. And it says that that spirit of God landed on them. And then it says that the church grew exponentially because of the unity of of those people. They came together. They were all in one purpose to do one thing, to seek God. And when that happened, when that unity hit, there was growth. And um, 
growth for the kingdom. Um, and I'm sure that uh, God's heart was just uh, thrilled because it says that when one person comes to Christ, all of the angels celebrate, right? So you can imagine the celebration that was happening when uh, three, 5,000 people were coming to Christ, right? There was a crazy party, I'm sure, in heaven for that. So, um, so I want to share this. Um, so remember, God is the potter. Anything the potter does is with purpose. And in this case, to build the sanctuary, which we just mentioned, that holy place. You are a gift to the world. You reflect the excellence of God. You reflect the excellence of God. Um, you need to be- walk in that, believe that. Because when you do, that's going to be on display more and more. When we don't, which we'll get to a little bit more, we're more hidden in um, not so so good. Um, so yeah, so I want to. So part of our job is first to to believe that I have a gift, right? Um, if I don't believe I have a gift, how can I manifest anything? What am I manifesting? I don't believe I have anything, so I can't deliver anything. But if I step into something and believe that I have something, then I'm going to see that I have something. But if I don't think I have anything, I'm producing nothing. Because that's my thought. My, 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 I'm telling myself, I got nothing, I got nothing, I got nothing. That's not faith. That's not belief. But when you step into believing you have something... The manifestation of that belief will come to life. There will be no life if you do not believe that there is. I mean, that's the saints and the unsaints. They don't believe, so they don't enjoy God's gift to them. The believers believe, and they get what they believe. So... That's a big part of it. And that took me a long time um, to discover that. Um, and it's for your gift is the second is to discover it and then use it to bring him pleasure. Um, you know, that gift, yes, it's for me, right? I mean, obviously, at the very beginning of time, Adam, after their sin, they get cast out. And he says, you're going to have to work with your hands. So God in his grace gave them different abilities so that they actually could do this stuff that they now have to do. Um, So how do I do that? My dad was a carpenter, and um, he just would say it all the time, that he was just so happy and proud that he could work with his hands with wood. I mean, he would go into people's houses and... um, and people would didn't know him, would think, well, that's, what's that guy doing? But he would go in and he'd just rub his hand on the wood, rub it on the counter or whatever. And he'd see it if it's flat. He, doesn't, he, doesn't, he wasn't even conscious of it because that's what he did. When he, you know, back when he was doing it, it was all hand tools and, and you had to sand your own boards and stuff like this. So he had the sander out there. And, and he's... He's just like waltzing with this thing, right? Back and forth. And I'm, so it's my turn. I'm like, wow, that looks easy, Dad. And, I, and, I, and then he goes, come here. I want you to feel this. And it's like groove here and a dip there. It felt like, uh, you know, some kind of uh, mountain terrain, you know, compared to his where a nice flat plateau. Um, but he, he, he bragged on the fact that God gave him this gift to be able to work. He recognized, he celebrated that gift that he was given. And when he did his job, he did it with excellence because there was purpose behind it, right? And so he was able to do it with this, this, almost this passion, right? This love for what he was doing. Well, is that an expression of God or not, right? 
I mean, he, he created us. He was like super excited. Like, this is good, he says. This is really good. So um, discovering that and then using it for his glory is going to bring you even more joy. How many of us have done a job pre-Christ and we know we got a talent and we're doing it um, and we're doing it well and all that kind of stuff. But then all of a sudden we come to Christ and we're getting a, a new revelation of God's love and, and the maturity that comes along with that. And all of a sudden that gift just takes on a totally different, there's, there's, there's happiness to it, there's joy to it, right? It, it seems to come even easier than before because it's no longer about you, it's about somebody else, right? And it's like there's tremendous value in that. But you've got to kind of die to that self and allow it, that gift to be given away freely. And once it's given away freely, it's a lot easier to receive that gift when you know it's for free with no strings attached. Um, uh, let's see. So, so in, in uh, Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Right? So that's, that's what I need to do when I show up somewhere. I want to reflect him. I don't want to be the cent- center. I want him to be the center. I want to glory in him, right? And as we do that, I think we attract people to us, which is to him, to his nature, right? Um, yeah. When you do things with excellence, with sometimes I think I drove my, my colleagues crazy. Um, they just wanted a like an easy day sometimes. Um, I was I taught in a culinary arts program. And um, so as a chef instructor in the pastry arts program, I had my section and they had their section. And, um, and I, every day I went to work, I was excited about my job. I was passionate about teaching uh, those kids. And um, to me, there was no day off. There was no easy day. It's like I was going in there with purpose, you know. And I think in some, some way it drove him crazy. It's like, Paul, what's he doing? It's like, just can't he take it easy? It's like, this is supposed to be an easy day. And he's, he's got those kids whipping stuff up and stuff like that. And they're trying to, like, make sure, like, nothing gets out of control. Like, keep it easy and stuff like that. And, um, and, and they've never confided that in me. But I, I sense that sometimes, like, it's like, Paul, you're too much. You know, just slow it down, you know. But, and I, and I, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it is that, you know, when you're doing things for God and there's love in your heart uh, and that passion inside of you is, is just, you're not even, you're not thinking about it because it's, it's the new you, right? It's the new beautiful you. And as you live in that, um, it's such a, it's, it's like, like sweet perfume, right? It's like, oh, that smells really nice. I want to be near that. That's the first step, you know, to reflect that. Um, so in James 1.17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. The gift from him. He doesn't mess up. Coming down from the Father of heaven's heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So um, how do I discover that gift? We mentioned about first believing in it, right? Uh, that's the start of it. Um, that exist. For me, one of the things that um, I stunted a lot of things in my walk with Christ because um, there's a bit of perfectionism in me, for sure. Um, and, and that came through in my walk with Christ. Um, I felt like in order for God to use me, even though I had words spoken to me about being used, there was a part of me that said, no, 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 no. 
I can, I can agree with that word, but not right now. Because I've got some things I'm still working out. And as soon as I work those things out, then I'll be available, God. But I'm going to work these out first, okay? And then time will go on and get another word. And no, no, not. And it was like the Holy Spirit finally got to my heart and says, Paul, what are you doing? Every time I bring an opportunity to you, you say, oh, not for me, not me. I'm not there yet. Not ready. Why? Because I was trying to do it in my own strength. I wasn't relying on God to do it for me. There needs to be a dependency on him. And I wasn't depending on him. My heart was in the right place. Like, I want to do it right, man. Do it really good with excellence. But I, I didn't see that I had excellence in me. I had to agree with that excellence so that, that the, the shortcomings, the, um, Paul said, the things that I, you know, I'd rather boast in those weaknesses... He got to the point that he realized, okay, those weaknesses, yeah, they're they're weaknesses in my life. But God's going to work through those weaknesses in in what he does in each one of us is going to be unique and special. So um, I wanted to, uh, I got to pick up the pace. Um, I wanted to talk about... um, so I probably won't read the, the verse, um, the whole thing in the Bible, because most of us know it, and, and I'm going to give it a story. Um, so in Matthew um, 25, 14, verse 30, it talks about, Jesus talks about um, the talents, the story of talents. So in today's vernacular, I'm going to use a boss situation. So in the Bible, it talked about one guy getting five, one guy getting two, one person getting one. And the guy went off, and he came back, and two did awesome, one not so good, and that type of thing. So in today's language, it'd be a boss situation. I keep moving over here because the sun is really, well, the sun, the lights, uh, either way. Anyway, it doesn't matter where you stand, I guess. Um, so the, just picture it today so we can maybe understand it a little bit more. It's like your boss comes to um, a bunch of associates and, and sees three promising associates. And he pulls them aside and he brings them into the office and says, listen, I got to go on a business trip. I'm going to be away for a while. But um, I'm going to give you this here. You're going to get these five responsibilities, these five deals that you got to close. And then uh, you're going to get two. And then you're going to get the one. And, um, and they knew what the expectation was. He's the boss. They're the employees. And he's entrusting them with something very important. The company. The reputation of the company. The future of the company. The growth of the company. And so two of them go, Woohoo! Awesome! I've been waiting for this opportunity. It says they straight out, they went straight out and made something with that. And of course, God was pretty excited about them. Like, oh, you know. But then there's the one that did absolutely nothing with what he had. And scripture says it's because he feared. He feared. He says he feared his boss. Right? He says, I know that you able to get a profit where you don't even put money into. Like, how does that happen? You know, I'm sure there was ways, but it's almost like, like you walk up the street and you're like, there's five grand and you just pick it up. Like, how does that happen? That doesn't happen, but it happens to you, boss. You're amazing. And his fear... I feel was that 
he feared that he wasn't going to be able to do what his boss asked of him. That fear cost him his future. In today's vernacular, he was fired. In the scripture, it says that God put him out. You're not part of this kingdom. That's not the kingdom mindset. My mindset is that I believe you. I'm giving you tools. Go do it. But, 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 but. No, 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 no. But. He was so focused on his. This is why I brought myself into the equation. I was so focused on me that I was not able to see the gift because I wasn't so sure if it was. Well, seems like that boss had a pretty good outlook on those three individuals. First of all, all three were promising to him. Right? He had trusted all three of them. Sorry. Get excited with the hands. and um, So he trusted all three. He also trusted them at different levels. He knew that that guy he gave five to, that he had, he or she, whatever, had more ability. That's okay. Got more responsibility with that. That could be some, for the one that has one, saying, I don't want all that five. I'm just happy to maybe, I don't even know how I have one. It's like, right? So then the two. He understood, the boss understood that this one was fragile. Like, maybe, you know, I don't want to overwhelm him. This is starting out. He's starting to learn this gift. I'm just going to give him one. The problem was that that one didn't see it through his boss's eyes. He only saw it through his own eyes, his own ability. And so, if I'm going to please the father, I have to believe what he says in here and then do it. Trust him, even when I don't trust myself. Okay. Um, so, okay, so I think we did that. I think we're in pretty decent shape. All right. So, we've um, talked a lot about Um, earthly kind of gifts. What? I, I, see, I, I'm trying to um, convey that whether it's a so-called earthly gift or which we're going to get into now, spiritual gift, that they are all spiritual in order for them to build that tabernacle, there had to be physical activity before the Spirit of God could inhabit. If they never did anything, there'd be no inhabiting. What would he inhabit? I mean, God probably could, but we're people, we need visuals, right? So he had them build a place so that he could fill the place. So... Some of those things that we feel like, well, I'm not as spiritual as somebody else. If you offer yourself to God for the purposes of God, you are spirit-filled. He is pleased with that. Because that also contributes to the body of Christ. So, spiritual gifts are... Super important as well. Um, All right. So I'm going to bring out a couple of my friends here to help me with this next, next part. So I got... Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> and I have Mr. Potato Head to help me with this 
illustration. So let's read First um, Corinthians one, um, twelve one to twenty. So it's it's a bit of a. But I'll try to read it quickly. I like to read things uh, in context and stuff like that. I just feel like that allows the Holy Spirit to really come and speak to your heart uh, even more so. So in First Corinthians, it talks about spiritual gifts. How about spiritual gifts, brothers? I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagan somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray with mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works in all of them, in all men. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. For the common good. For the, for the good of the body. Not an individual. For the body no matter what that is. To one there is given the Spirit in the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gift of healing by, the, by that one Spirit. To another, miracle powers. To another, prophecy. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the works of one and the same Spirit. And he gives to each one just as he determines. So God determines these things. It's our job to discover them. Um, And so Paul goes on and he says, now the body is not made up of one part, but many parts. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, do I not belong to the body? Like, you may, that seems ridiculous. So, and then he says, um, And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not not for the reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye. So I thought, okay, so I can do this. Because, wrong box. Um, I brought some extra parts, you know. So I thought visual things, uh, I'm a visual guy, and uh, so I bought a bunch of eyes, and we're going to tattoo Mrs. Uh, Potato Head here. We'll see how she looks. This is like... uh, it's probably, it seems appropriate that I put it on the, the girl. And the reason why I say that is because uh, when I was a kid, mama's always watching you, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a little silly. And he says, and also, if, if the body's all ears, thinking, okay. So, if the body's all ears, that's this box. Now, maybe us guys need more ears. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. I didn't think I was going to get some amens on that one, but I should have known better. Set myself up. So here we have all eyes and all ears and pretty useless individuals right here. Uh, and that's how silly we can look when we desire somebody else's gift. We need to... Come to a place, and like I said, it took me a long time to come to a place where I accepted the way God made me. And sometimes I say, oh, God, I wish I wasn't as emotional. You know, why did you make me that way? And I wouldn't like that. Like, why, why do I always get, like, worked up, you know? And, um, and it came to a point where I just accepted that. It's like, okay, God, you, you made me that way for a reason. I'm going to embrace that, and I'm going to see what happens, 
right? And, um, and I think when, when that happened, things definitely uh, changed for me, you know? I borrow a pair of eyes here. <laughs> so we have that, and we're going to finish up here. Um, so so in the, the problem with the Corinthians church was that they were a new church. They were kind of like, um, they were Gentile uh, people, and they, um, they were kind of like a, probably like a, a Boston, right, where highly educated, um, you know, commerce, lots of stuff came through there, right? Pretty, pretty significant place. And, um, and I think, I'm sure that they thought, and, and, and certainly position was important in, in a city like that, right? What you did, uh, who you were connected to was pretty important to, to that culture. And so they brought that same culture I'm sorry if this, I'm just giving her this nose if you don't like that. Sorry. It's, it's kind of large, but I don't know what to do. I, I want to get that part done quickly. Um, so anyway, um, so, so Paul came to them and said, listen, what you want, you, you desire these spiritual gifts from God. He wasn't chastising them. He was just trying to give some balance to them. He said, I, I like that you want these gifts. But they're not for your glory. They're for the glory of the body of Christ. And they were all kind of like, look what I have. I got this one. Everybody comes to me because I got the word or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, that's, that's good. But there's also somebody else there that has a different gift that you may need. The gift of healing. You know, I think about the different people, different gifts. Daniel had a gift of wisdom, gift of service. He served a wicked king. He had a gift of service. Uh, he had dreams. He had a gift of dreams. Uh, Sam, uh, Samuel had uh, Daniel. Um, I'm sorry, in Samuel. Uh, David had the friendship of Jonathan. That was a gift. To David, equally as a spiritual. And then the good Samaritan, he had the gift of compassion, humility, generosity. He had all these gifts, and they were so, so important. And they're important to us as a body of Christ. And yes, we desire the spiritual gifts. But remember, all the gifts come together to build the body of Christ, whether they are a physical gift or a spiritual gift. They have one purpose, to bring glory to God. And just like it said in Acts, is that they were all in one accord. The body was all in one accord. They were, had the same purposes they had love for one another. These two people are totally different. You know, some of you are excited about that. I'm glad I'm not a guy. I'm not glad I'm a girl. You're, you like that you're who you are. They're both different. But they bring such beautiful things. I was, I was thinking as I was telling my son this the other day, uh, like... I always marvel at my wife because Leslie has the biggest heart of anyone I know. She's just constantly concerned for others. Like, it's all up here. This person, that person, this person, this person. I'm thinking, oh, I'm getting tired just listening to it. I mean, no, 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 nice way. Correct that, nice way. Uh, yeah. But then I thought to myself, that's like God. Why? Because God knows what's going on in your life, your life, your life, your life, everybody's life at one time, and he's concerned about all of those lives at one time, and he's doing something about it. That's made in God's image. My wife is made in God's image. 
And then there's guys that the purpose got to build something. You got to do it. It's like focused on that. And you need some focus on the job where it's just like, I know, I know we're going to get to it, but we need to get this first. I need to do this. Don't bother me. You need that in order for the building to build. We can get to the, the other stuff later, but we need to do this. So they're, they're working in concert, right? And in a relationship, as in a body of Christ, when there is good working relationship between the, the Mr. and Mrs., there's love and there's intimacy. And when there's intimacy, there's growth. <laughs> right? So we want growth in the body of Christ. Well, the world needs to see a loving house. One that works together for one purpose, to bring him glory. And when we do, there's growth and more growth and more growth. And then people come into their gifting. So... I want to share how um, I just retired after 34 years of teaching, and it was a passion of mine. I absolutely loved those kids. And one of the things that with what I loved was that my job was to get them to believe in themselves. If I couldn't do that, I don't know how I could get to the next level. It's like, oh, Paul, you should have been sharing the gospel. Well, I was. I was letting them know that they had a gift from God. There's a gift in you. You need to discover it. That would be my calling card. Like, I just love that. And so people would say, well, why are you leaving something that you're good at, you love, they love you? It's like, yeah. Why is because I believe that there's more. That, that's, the safe, that's the safe bet. That might have been me putting my, my dollar, my one talent in something and not stepping out believing that there's more for me. I believe there's more for me. How I felt about the next phase in my life with God, no matter where we are in our walk, is that it says that it's going to be great, it's going to be wild, and it's going to be full of him. So I want that to be your song today, that you discover more of the beauty that's within you and how valuable you are to the body of Christ. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. If you'd like more information about our church, visit faithworship.org.